Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. Today, let's talk about hope and a little gratitude. First of all, yesterday was St. Monica's feast day. What a powerful saint she is. What a mom. She just prayed and prayed and prayed for her son, St. Augustine, who, by the way, happens to be the saint who chose me. (laughs) Okay, let me explain. Every year, I'm part of this uh, prayer group, and for three years, in the beginning of the year, we dive our little mitts into a basket, and we pull out a saint. We don't choose the saint. The saint chooses us. So my first saint the first year was Saint Gemma, and I didn't know who the heck Saint Gemma was, so I had to look her up. Second year was Isaiah, the powerful prophet. And then this year was St. Augustine. And I laugh because that is so appropriate as I really came out with all of my drug addiction, all of my um, worldly behavior, pornography, all that kind of stuff. And I (laughs) prayed to St. Augustine many, many times to intercede for me, to give me the strength to share all of the horrific lifestyle that I've had in the past with the world. So he has been a powerful saint. And St. Monica, his mother, prayed for him for years and years and years and years. And he had a miraculous conversion. One quote out of his book, Confessions, says, In my youth, I burned to get my fill of hellish things. I dared to run wild in different darksome ways of love. My comeliness wasted away. I stank in your eyes, but was pleasing to myself, and I desired to be pleasing to the eyes of men. I know exactly what that's like. So let's have hope, like St. Monica, that our friends, family, co-workers, peers, whoever it is that we see, on a path of destruction, will be saved. That God will touch their heart in his time. And it may not be us who bring them to God. Let's give all of these people to the Immaculate Heart of Mary and the Sacred Heart of Jesus. If you can, consecrate them to those two and continue every single day to give them to Mary and Jesus every day. I give you these people in my life. Protect them, lead them, pray for their guardian angels to protect them and lead them. 
and also pray to the Holy Spirit within them. Here's one thing that I do when my husband comes home and we hug while I'm touching him, while I'm laying my hands on him, I pray for the Holy Spirit within him to be enlightened and to bring him to Jesus and to the church. It's, I try to remember to do it, but as you're touching people in your family, say a quick prayer. It can't hurt, right? So let's be hopeful. God didn't find me till I was 42 years old. And I didn't have that miraculous conversion where all of a sudden I flipped and I knew exactly what was right and wrong and I changed everything with God's grace. Nope. I fell and I fell and it was years and years of working on many, many mortal sins, grave sins, bad, horrible ways of living. And finally, God led me out of the darkness. And today I work on the virtu virtuous living and the venial sins in my life so that I can be a holier person. I'm striving towards sainthood. I, I want to do my best to skirt past purgatory. I'm shooting toward heaven because if you don't make purgatory or if you're shooting toward purgatory, you could miss. And then where do you go? Hmm. I don't want to take that chance. So let's just have hope in not only our own path, right? But for those who are around us, who are so lost and who don't have God in their lives, let's continue to pray. If you have had a conversion and those that you know have had conversions, you know God's timing is perfect. And perhaps he wants them to live this life so maybe somehow they can witness to others God's transformation, just like me. You never know. Okay, so that's hope. Now, we are chosen. And let's be grateful for that. God chose us to give us faith. And so I thought about that as I was reading the first reading today, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 17 through 25. Let me read it to you. Brothers and sisters, Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, and not with the wisdom of human eloquence, so that the cross of Christ might not be emptied of its meaning. The message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to those who are being saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and the learning of the learned I will set aside. Where is the wise one? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made the wisdom of the world foolish? For since in the wisdom of God, the world did not come to know God through wisdom. It was the will of God through the foolishness of the proclamation to save those who have faith. For Jews demand signs and Greeks look for wisdom. But we proclaim Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But those who are called, Jews and Greeks alike, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. That's a lot of words, a lot of, you know, interesting ways of communicating here. Sometimes Paul 
yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it isn't the best. But if you really do sit down and, and think about this, he's, he's saying, look, you've been chosen. And those who are living the evil ways look at the cross as foolishness. Look at Jesus and God. Maybe they even look at people who believe and have faith as idiots, silly, dumb people. And yet, where's the wise one? Where's the scribe? Where's the debater of this age? And so the wisdom really comes from God of what the purpose of living is. It's not to work, work, make a lot of money, be powerful and successful. That's the world's definition of what the world should be and what people should strive for. But the meaning of life is to love thy God, worship thy God, live with God's spirit in us so that we can love one another and help one another and bring one another to the Lord and to heaven so that we can live with God forever. It's beautiful. The Baltimore Catechism, I think, says it simply. The, perp the meaning of life is to love and worship God, to serve God, and to live with God in heaven forever. And bring as many people with us as we can. <laughs> so let's cut ourselves some slack. Let's thank him at least for the fact that we have faith. I'm assuming most people that are listening are striving to become holier, are striving to battle sin, are striving to be better Christians. And there are struggles along the way. But God, in his infinite wisdom and his grace to change us almost in an instant, if, if he wants, right? But in some cases, maybe he wants us to struggle a little bit so we can learn. You don't always get what you want, but you do get what you need when you trust God. So let's be hopeful for others, hopeful for ourselves, and also grateful for the Lord's love and grace and giving us that beautiful gift of faith, knowing that he will transform us as long as we are humble, trust him and give him everything. His time, his ways, his plan. All right, everyone, I love you all. Have a blessed and inspired day.